Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me as always is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, guys. Hello. How's it going? It's good. It's a little chilly today. It is. And by that, I mean cool. Freezing in this room right now. Um, Freezing is maybe a stretch. A little bit hyperbolic. (laughs) (laughs) I talked about that on Sunday, remember? I'm starving, famished. Uh, You're just hangry. Uh, that is exactly <laughs> right. How's Megan doing? Megan's doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Good. We are recording this a day late. I know, because you ditched me I yesterday. Did. Thank you so much for being flexible. <laughs> I uh, I found some Gonzaga tickets at a price that I could not say no to <laughs> uh, the night before the game, which uh-huh. is probably why the prices were the way that they were. Yep. And uh, we, I've wanted to take London to a Gonzaga basketball game in the kennel. So I got to take my daughter, my wife, and my dad yeah, to a Gonzaga game. Yeah, I saw a picture. It looked like you guys were all very happy. It was so fun. So we, we drove up and back yesterday. Uh, we were left like 3, 3.30, got up there, watched the game, got in the car, drove right back home. So it was literally fast, uh, but it was awesome. And I, it was Alcorn State, so we crushed them. Any idea where Alcorn State is? Um, no, in the middle of the country somewhere. What if I told you Louisiana? Would you believe me? Sure. Yeah, it was Louisiana. Because <laughs> um, I said Texas to my wife, uh-huh. and then later I heard a guy talking about it, and he goes, Louisiana. And, and I said, yeah, it's Louisiana. And she goes, I knew you were making it up. <laughs> it just looked like a Texas team. I don't know how I could tell you that. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I kind of get Well, it. I mean, it's Louisiana. It's not like super far away from Texas, <laughs> so it's not like a huge broad jump. But anyways, uh, uh, yeah, and they crushed them, and it was great. Nice. Uh, and all of the stuff that you don't get to see from uh, the TV watching, mm-hmm. all of the uh, pregame antics from the student Ooh, section. Oh, interesting. So good. Nice. It is Unbelievable. In fact, I kind of feel like I ruined London's experience because now she's going to go to high school games around here and be like, Dad, the energy was just low, you know? And I'm going to be like, well, I mean, you know, you've you've got something to compare it to that's kind of feels extreme, but it yeah. was awesome. Don't they have like the best like high school person who just came up and is... They do. Like the number one the con- recruit in the country, Chet Holmgren, he's seven foot tall, weighs a buck 20 soaking wet. Yeah, I know. He uh, is his skinny. His legs look like toothpicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's got incredibly long arms yeah. and is a shot blocker. And everybody, as soon as they see him coming, they just throw the ball towards the ceiling just to get it over, <laughs> like multiple times, just throwing it really, really high <laughs> so that they don't get blocked. It, it was awesome. Um, so uh, it was a lot of fun. Super nice. fun. Good to Good to go check it out. And uh, good to be back in the kennel. So nice, yeah, fun, fun. I had to show my vax card to get in. Oh yeah, uh-huh. so that they were doing sense. that like the whole indoor. I haven't had to show it yet. That was my first. Oh. That was my first. Like, why did I get this? I mean, other than like the obviously the health <laughs> benefits, but like uh, I haven't had to show it to go to a restaurant. I took a picture of it on my phone, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This was like I felt like I got, I got a pass now nice. or something. I don't know. Well, there so. you go. I haven't had showed either, but I haven't really left the Southwest or Southeast Washington in a long time. Yeah. So that's probably part well, of Well, because I usually ask you, how'd your weekend go? What'd you do? And you say nothing. <laughs> yes. Or the highlight of your weekend, which is what you just told me is <laughs> I watched the Titanic. The Titanic? <laughs> Who calls it that? I don't know. It's in the name. Trust me. It's yeah. Like, I did watched you need Titanic your Vax card to watch weekend. Titanic? Nope. Sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was it? Did it hold up after yeah, all these years? Yeah, it did. It was, yeah? Like, I didn't super pay close attention. I was kind of doing other stuff, but it was really good, like, background. Are you a Leo fan? Yeah, I do like Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I uh, 
I watched somebody talk about how his new role that he's taking on and some, it's another dark oh, okay, yeah. person and everybody, you know, this guy was saying, I think it was Knox from my podcast podcast that I like. Anyways, mm-hmm. was saying, should we be concerned about Leo at this point? I mean, look at the <laughs> characters that he's taken other than Titanic when he no, was like, I mean, a lot of his characters are like, multi-dimensional like in catch me if you can he was great in that one although it, i mean a theft for yeah the, yeah but, but i'm talking about jingle not, unchained was pretty well, bad yeah. i mean i've never actually seen that because uh just wolf of wall street movie. was pretty bad <laughs> um i don't know there was other ones i know but you also like as an actor sometimes you get like typecast kind of like pigeonholed into sure. different things so you do some sort of creepy character well and then everyone wants you to do that. i like him in yeah. everything he's great in all of it yeah blood diamond was good uh what's the airline one that he was in the flight one Catch the aviator no aviator oh the aviator, aviator he so. played howard hughes yeah yeah good in that one um yeah shutter island i never oh, saw that God, but that was, that was so like a good one too, yeah that right? was good with the big in light Shyamalan twist at the yeah. end I mean, I never saw it. So oh, he's not really dead. No, I'm just kidding. That's not it. That's the other one. That's Sixth Sense. I just wanted to uh, throw it at you. There is a big twist. That's really well, that's good. cool. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah, I do like Leo. Yeah. Anything and else? I like, um, uh, oh, I just lost her name. Kate Winslet as well. Yeah. Like her as well. So. Did you, uh, was it streaming or did you? Yeah, it was streaming. That was a, uh, I remember when that came out on video and it was two videos. Mm-hmm. We, I owned it. Yeah. I owned, I have a VHS probably somewhere in my parents' house. Uh, two VHS. Two VHS. You had to stop yeah, had to middle stop of the movie, go refill your in. popcorn and put the yeah, other movie uh-huh. in. I know. I did watch it streaming though and I thought, oh wow, it's just all going. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's good. Uh, these are the exciting times in my life. So. We had a Friendsgiving on Saturday night. Oh, fun. Over at the McDowell uh, Mansion uh, slash My friends and shop. I do a Friends Misgiving, and so we do it after Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. And so it's I like missed a, you at Thanksgiving, so here, here we no, go. No, it's like, it's Friends Messgiving. So oh, it's Messgiving. Like, okay. It's like. I thought it was Miss. No, Friends Massgiving. So it's like Christmas, Thanksgiving. All of it. All of it together. Good. Yeah, this was fun. They got a cool shop with a basketball hoop indoors, so we played this like gigantic bank game of bump. We had probably I don't know six families there, and like I don't know how many kids we have now, but it's like a, a really it's almost like a, a, a small elementary school is basically <laughs> what it feels like. Or um, and so it was just a line that was huge, and you know bump. I don't know if you remember that I, game, I but uh, yeah, it got aggressive, it got fun, it got loud, mm-hmm. um, you know. So it was good. It was That's a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Good. Uh, London lasted longer than me in one of the games, and Ooh. she let me know about that. Yeah, she would let you know. We about also that for a played. While. Remember, a few weeks ago, I did like a green light for my new card game called Six Newt. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. So I brought that, and we played it with a lot of people, and taught all of them at the very beginning how to play this game. It's just a card game with numbers. You just got to play a card that's you know has to be higher, and if it's, you play the six one, you're anyways. I'm not going to compl- explain it on this, but it was. Um, <laughs> It was a little bit fast paced because everything was loud. And so trying to explain it is very, it was very loud in there. There, there were several people who had already played it with us. Um, but, uh, our good friend Jake Stickle had not played it with us oh, yet. No. And so, um, <laughs> he, uh, so we're, we're doing this thing and, um, we're just kind of flying out. everybody, you know, one, two, three flip. And then you just start moving cards around mm-hmm. and we'd be like, Jake, you lost. You got to take this stack of cards. Yeah. And he's like, why did I, how did I lose? And I'm like, yeah. well, the 24 goes, you know, I have to play the 24 on the 19 because that's yeah. the next highest. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I, it's just, that's, I mean, that's how it works. It's higher than, but it's not as high as the other. And it just, trust me. Cause we're all just like, we got to go. We got, we have a small window of time to be able to play this game while kids are entertained. 
Then we one, two, three, go, flip again. Jake, you lost again. And he's like, I'll just, I, I'll just eat him. I guess yeah. I'll just take him, right? And so we just kept going. And it was hilarious because it was like everyone else slowly picked it up. Mm-hmm. And Jake's a very, very intelligent yes, person. He is. Um, so I don't mean to slight him in the, in the slightest <laughs> in any way, but he was the last one to catch on what was going on, but he was just graciously accepting cards and losing the game. And so eventually, uh, he, he just, he, he just, uh, just, you know, got frustrated with it or whatever. And, uh, and so he was like, what is this game even called? And I called, it's called stick it to Jake is what it's called. <laughs> It's this German game, and I, and I I laughed because we were just joking about it being called Stick It to Jake. Yeah. And I laughed about how what if we had all decided to meet up 15 minutes before Jake uh-huh. and Amanda got there? We're like, listen, <laughs> we're gonna play this game, and we're gonna change the rules, and every time we play, Jake's gonna lose, and he's gonna ask why did he have to take the cards, and we're uh-huh. all gonna be like, because Jake, obviously, you played yeah. the 39. That's you can't play the 39 when it's blue. Yeah. And just totally every time do it, just mess with them. I think that that would be a really fun game. Uh, no, well, now you can so, never do it. No, I can just... do it. I'm going to do it. Listen, you're on our staff. We're going to do a staff Christmas party this year, and we're going to stick it to Lauren is what we're going to do. No, <laughs> she just... listens to this. Oh, dang it. She does. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, man. Uh... Probably everyone else. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be a lot of fun. We'll make it happen. But anyways, uh, that was that. We uh, continued our series on Sunday, The Long Way Around, a series on integrity. We talked about a bowl of stew, people making horrible trades. You ever tr- made a bad trade in life, Megan? I want to say yes, but I can't remember. Come on. I didn't even prep you for this, but, you know, you, you, you <laughs> traded a baseball card away, and then all of a sudden you're I like, shouldn't have done cards. that. That was dumb. So. Pogs? Did you play Pogs? I did play Pogs. Did you tra- ever trade a poison eight ball? No. For I wasn't. See? <laughs> a poison eight ball. That's a good pull. I have not played Pogs in a really long time. Your I, slammer? Did you ever trade a slammer away? No, because I never traded. I'm I come on, tie beanie babies. Uh what else would okay, you have I'm collected? a collector. I don't I'm not a like wheeler and dealer. Happy I'm meal not toys, like uh, uh Disneyland <laughs> pins. I, I mean, just would collect on my own. You never traded with no, friends? I don't ever remember trading. You never I'm not a trader. I am a like I'm like kind of mini hoarder in a sense. Oh, I, see, I'm too competitive. I enjoy to not be keeping a keeping my things that I have. I like having what I have and keeping those because I get nervous. Like, what if it's bad or what if I don't <laughs> do a good job? And so I just like I'll just keep what I have. I know what I have. I'll just keep what I have. <laughs> <laughs> this says so much about your life right now. This feels like a counseling session. <laughs> Well, let's talk about what that means for you and how you relate to the opposite sex. Or, you uh, oh, know. my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of. Your face is really red right now. I thought of, I was thinking of Modern Family today. Yeah. Because there's a, like, there's a point where the Dumphy family, which is like the family with the three kids. Oh, please. We know Modern Family. Just, you know, just Continue in case. On. Anyway, um, and Haley, who's like the oldest one, who's like the She's really pretty, but she's kind of dumb. Dating uh, Wells from Bachelor Stardom. Go ahead. Yeah. Continue. And she's not dumb in real life, but her character. No. Yes. Um, and she, and she's dating this really smart guy. And then the younger sister, who's really smart, but kind of like homely, is like the trope that they have her in. Yep. Um, and she says, so dumb guys date dumb girls and smart guys date dumb girls. What do smart girls get? And her dad goes cats mostly. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I like it. 
So I was thinking about that. Uh, speaking of Claire Dunphy, I just heard that she is, well, not, you didn't say Claire Dunphy. <laughs> I didn't say the, the, it. The, uh, the mom. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Julie, Julie Benz. Bowen? Julie Bowen. Something. Julie something. She is coming out with a new show. And oh. uh, I, I saw it is going to be uh, a, like a funny sitcom thing. And uh, Justin Walwyn, who does Magic for Humans, okay. is uh, one of the executive producers on it. Cool. So I think it's coming out like this fall or something. Nice, or nice. not. I guess we're in the fall, so it's probably yeah. next fall. Next fall. I that's just cool. saw something on it, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, good. Yeah. Anywho, I yeah, I don't trade things. I like to keep what I have. <laughs> that's where we started with this. That's <laughs> now, and you have siblings too. Like yeah. if you're an only child, I can kind of understand some of that. Yeah, but they were still in the home when you were there, right? Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, well, but they my, wouldn't want to trade with you because my brother's seven years older than me. And my sister's three and a half years older than me. Okay. So there is a decent, like, age gap. So we had, like, didn't always have the same interests at the same time. But, yeah, I don't know. We didn't really What about, trade. like, Settlers of Catan? You've played Catan I hate before. Settlers of Catan. Gosh, dang it, Megan. <laughs> Give you me know something why? to go off because of. You hate I, trading? Is I that hate why? Trading. Yeah. I hate, like, that You're like, I can't strategy. ever build anything because I, I don't have any read because <laughs> I can't roll a dang three. And, and you're like, well, you could trade three brick for but it. But I try, and I'm just horrible at it because I just. What if brick goes up in value? I don't want to. bad. I don't want to have that happen. And then the worst thing about Catan is once you start losing, and you're like, well, I know I'm not going to win, but you have to keep playing because you can't like kill yourself out of the game once you know you're. If you losing. were a biblical sto- character in this story, <laughs> this story would just have been a flop. It probably would have never made it in the Bible. <laughs> I know. You would have come home, you'd be like, I'm so hungry. And Jacob would have been like, hey, you want to trade your birthright for stew? And you're like, I don't trade anything. Yeah, you'd be like, no, I'll just No, wait. I'm good, thanks. I'll wait till mom makes yeah. something. <laughs> I'll be fine. Also, I'll have double portion of everything that you have in life. And I'll have judicial precedence that's, over all okay, of this. Okay, listen, that's what Esau should have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think maybe this is a story in how I have really great for- foresight and see into the future in a yeah. great way. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe why you're saying, but what if my read's more valuable later on? I don't want to trade anything. Uh. Um, anyways, we talked about the emotions involved in short-term thinking, which is a very obvious thing in this story and immediate needs. And uh, again, I really, I, I, when you read the story, I, I want, I really wanted to highlight the fact that you can kind of read it and be like, that's, it's just ridiculous. Who would ever do that? Um, yeah, maybe so, but it does kind of present itself and play itself out in real life because we 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 know some people who've made some pretty awful trades in life based on short term needs and and forgetting about long term Im- impact or you know uh, consequences of it, and uh, so this kind of speaks to the human nature I think that goes along with all of that mm-hmm. and what what is whispered to us in our ear about how important now is versus later and uh, kind of plays into this. You know, this is why one of Proverbs eleven three says the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the uh, shortness or the crookedness of the treacherous will be their downfall. So um, I think it's just an implication of, of it being played out. It's a fun story to kind of walk through and talk through. I did feel like it played too well to skip it, but I knew that I had talked about it previously in our in our previous series. Um, but in the like I said, like a, a second half version mm-hmm, of the story, so mm-hmm. it was kind of fun to go back and kind of fill in the fill in yeah. the blanks on it. What stood out to you? What was some stuff? Um, I think the only quote that I wrote down was the, um, you can't be yourself when you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when we are trading our integrity or trading who we are for the now and for some immediate need that we think needs to be filled, um, that 
that's when we're lying to ourselves and we're not being true to who we actually are. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the one that yeah. pulled And out. the fact that we build up narratives and tell ourselves stories all the time. I mean, as much as you can talk about that, it still is very much true. And hopefully you get a chance to be like, yeah, that's really good for other people. And, you know, and then also turn the mirror back on yourself and be like, well, what am I, what narratives have I created for myself? And I'm lying to myself about something that isn't, yeah. isn't happening. And I think so. we all, go through phases of lying to ourselves about ourselves, right? Like, yeah. Because there's a version of us that we want to be, um, wherever that comes from, whether that comes from your faith or comes from society or comes from whoever um, or whatever. And so I think that some, we're all kind of have different versions of ourselves that we are trying to portray to the world and portray to ourselves as we're striving to be better or be more integrous or... Um, you know, all of those things. So, yep. Uh, one of the things I liked at the end, um, was the idea of something being irretrievable, but not unforgivable. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that that is something that we can go on one side or the other. We we kind of live or gravitate towards the extremes of either, either being so self-defeating on everybody. It's like, Oh, this is the worst thing ever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and to, to forget that nothing's unforgivable, um, or on the other side to be like, it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Or, or that, that, that feeling of, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care. And you're like, you do, you lost mm-hmm. something like something's irretrievable. You can't get those things back. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you decided to go through with this affair thing. The, the, the divorce actualized itself. Um, your kids are now, it's going to be a difficult home situation. You know, it's going to be just be more complicated and more complex for sure. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, an irretrievable thing. It's not unforgivable. It doesn't mean you're the worst person ever. It just means, you know, this is, it's tough. It's different, you know? Yeah. You got to figure out how to deal with it and move on from, from this point on. Cause you can't just be like snap fingers and go back to it, it never happening and everything. Yeah. When, know, that's just a movie. Once choices so. are made, things, things change. Yeah. And that happens in everything that happens with positive things and negative things. But once you've made choices that have consequences or have like things behind them, you change the people around you change yep. the whole, it like everything changes everything. We're all just kind of moving and changing as time goes on. So yep, there's no going back. And the conclusion of it was simply a, a statement by which to hopefully live by. I will not trade what I value most for something I have an appetite for now. And uh, I think, uh, I think that's a good kind of, walk away point something that hopefully sticks in your brain a little bit and some however you know handles you can put on it to kind of make it be upfront and, and foremost foremost in your mind or whatever mm-hmm. but i will not trade what i value most for something i have an appetite for now you know i think everybody who's made decisions that they regret later in life would hear that and be like wish i would have heard that or thought like that you know what i mean um mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully and i think that's a journey too like i yeah. don't think anybody does that perfectly ever no way absolutely um, and not. so like yeah. there's always the time of like oh well no nope, i was short-sighted right yep. there i have chose now instead of choosing what i think will be healthy and like healing and make me whole in the long run um and i think everyone does that at different times and in different ways throughout their life yep. and continues to even after hearing about these things and learning about these things. Oh, absolutely. About these things. You can nod on a Sunday and be like, this is really good. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> and then, you know, Monday morning you're making the same dumb decision. You're yeah. going, what am I doing? Yeah. So yep. for sure. All right. Anything else? No, that was it. I'm excited for uh, two more weeks of the series. And uh, so come this weekend uh, and be a part of week four and then stick around for after Thanksgiving if you're in town uh, and be a part of that one too. So it'll be fun. All right. You opened. So I I am first for our Say Something Interesting. So this is the part of the show. Show. 
love the podcast, part of the podcast, <laughs> uh, where we talk about something that we have found, read, or experienced that we found to be semi-interesting mm-hmm. or so. Uh, and so I will let you know that on Friday night, we went over to my dad's church. My my friend works there as one of the pastors on staff, and their kid was having a birthday party. And so we watched the new um, Home Sweet Home Alone re-release okay, of yeah, Home yeah. Alone. It's a remake with Rob Delaney and... Um, the girl from the office that's like the ditzy girl, the, the one that comes in late. I can't ever remember her name. She was on The Secret Life of Kimmy, maybe? Oh, Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah, the... Kimmy Schmidt. What's her name, though? What's, uh, her, what's real her life name? name? What's her real name? Anyways, uh, the boy in it is uh, <laughs> the kid uh, from... Oh, I know I'm... Pretty... Now I'm, I'm screwing this all up. I should have actually been semi-prepared and, and written this down. <laughs> uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. Did you ever watch that? No. Fantastic. That oh, was great. Uh, it's the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, by the way. What did I say? Uh, Secret that. life of yeah. something. Secret life of bees. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh-huh. Same thing. Just kidding. <laughs> Not even close to the same thing. Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boy is fantastic. He's so much better than Macaulay Culkin. Ooh, interesting. Because uh, I Spicy thought take. Macaulay Culkin was awful. Just <laughs> awful. Um, and uh, so anyways, and you know, it's it's interesting how they have tried to write it in this a little bit more perhaps PC version of robbers breaking into a home versus I'm just trying to get back something that was already stolen from me, but it's still funny. And uh, there's enough adult humor that makes it work that it was a decent, I will say a decent uh, remake of it. That is uh, kind of fun. It's entertaining. The kid, our kids loved it. That's really the point. um, (laughs) Home Alone is one of their favorites. Grayson uh-huh. watches it with eyes wide open, and Clive is smiling 100% of the time that he's watched it for the 80th time. Uh, how, how do you, um, Home Alone 1, 2, 3, how do you rank those in terms oh. of quality? Ooh, like personally? Yeah, personally. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure I've ever seen two or three. Good. Well, two's all right. Three is awful, yeah. and it's Jovi's favorite. <laughs> She's like the backwards. She's like, Home Alone 3, let's do it. Home Alone 1, I don't like it as much, Dad. They're a little bit more... The antics are a little more violent. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. She wouldn't say that. But uh, this falls into mm. like somewhere in between in between those things. Okay. So, And cool. uh, we are going to be doing a family movie night here oh, on uh, Friday, December 3rd, showing this on the big screen. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, you don't have Disney Plus and or whatever. Uh, show up on that Friday night in the elementary theater and we'll have popcorn and games cool. and fit OG home loan trivia. Nice. It'll be great. So, nice, nice, nice. Yep. More information on that will be coming out in Sunday in the weekly and all that good stuff. Yep. So mark calendars. But cool. all right, what do you got? Um, so this happened in mid October. Are you familiar with the Waymo, Waymo, Waymo cars? No. They're like self driving cars. Okay. Um, they have them around California, and you can like rent it or like hire it to come like a Lyft Ooh, or like a Uber or whatever. Yeah, Ooh. but it's not. There's no person in there. It's just the car. And oh, the car man. drives you. I don't know, man. That pretty, that feels sketch. <laughs> like, hey, it's supposed to be a right turn here. Right yeah. turn. <laughs> no. It's going well, left. You're like, so what is happening here? On Revisionist History this season, um, or maybe last season, Malcolm Gladwell drove in one and, like, recorded it. And, like, they did stuff Yeah, because he wants to stay alive. He's like, if yeah. you're watching this, it's because no. <laughs> my body's been found. <laughs> no. Which is uh, hilarious. Like, I think that a an unmanned car would be more likely to kidnap you than a manned person, yeah. a manned car, which I don't think that the odds would be there. But anyways, continue on. Apparently, generally, they do a really good job. But in this instance, there is a certain neighborhood in San Francisco where for a period of a few weeks, these self-driving cars, it's kind of like a dead end. And the self-driving cars, 
like up to like 50 a day would like drive into the dead end and turn around and like leave. And the, the people who live there who are working from home are like, what's going on? <laughs> so one, one of them spying on us. Yeah. One of them was like, this feels like an episode of, Oh, what it, what's the show? Black something. Um, shoot. Now I lost it. Um, but it feels like a show like, Oh, Black Mirror episode. That's what oh, they were saying. Yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. a Black Mirror episode. Um, I watched one of those. It was too weird for me. I never watched it. It was the, weird. Yeah. The, but anyway. But I so, get the reference now that he says it. Yeah. But apparently they uh, you can like talk to the car um, and they like asked them, like, why are you coming down the road? And they were like, just like, we're just doing our job. This is where we're supposed to be. But um, the people who own it, I think it's like a Tesla subsidiary or something. But um, some a spokesperson from the company was like, it's probably because of changing road signs in the city. And that can sometimes affect how the cars end up driving around and where they go. But yeah, so there was a period of a couple of weeks where these like self-driving cars without any passengers. It wasn't because they oh, were taking man. somebody there. That would be creepy, yeah. man. They were just like coming into the neighborhood, into this dead end, and turning around and leaving. Just like see, like I live to- in a neighborhood with a bunch of old neighbors <laughs> who are so observant of everything that goes on in that mm-hmm. neighborhood, and uh, they this would not happen because they would have called the cops. <laughs> So many times on them already. They'd have been like, they're here again. Get over here. You know, I mean, it just. I mean, what are the cops going to do? I don't know. Well, call this company and tell them to come pick up their cars. Yeah. I mean, that's what these residents in this neighborhood did. I'm just telling you that it would have, nobody would have looked at them and like, that's weird. They would have been like, hey, get over here. (laughs) But whatever. Uh, So anyway, that's my interesting thing. Good. Unmanned taxis. (laughs) Yeah. There, would you do it? Would you prefer uh, that? I don't know if I would prefer it, but I would probably try it. I was I'm reading a book right now. It's terrible, but it's um <laughs> in terms of it's really it's funny, but oh, okay. and he talks about how he hates taxi drivers who talk. He's oh, like, okay. I, I'll pay you double to not say a single word to me. <laughs> <laughs> and and this sounds like his dream come true. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, the car does talk in like, you know. Uh, AI kind of voice like Siri or Alexa. Dude, or that would be the worst though. If they, in- I can understand them responding. I don't think they initiate. I but think they just be like, "Hey, how was your lunch?" <laughs> I think they like, just. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Uh, I think they just respond to like questions that the passengers ask. But yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that'll do it for uh, today's episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, yeah. If you're around town this weekend, we'd love to have you at either 8.30 or 10 a.m. here at the theater uh, or 10 a.m. online, wherever it is that you tune in from. And uh, we'll be doing part four of our series, The Long Way Around. Other than that, have a great week, yeah, guys. have a great week. <laughs>